Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of I Literally Have No Clue. I'm your host, Rachel Williamson, and I still literally have no clue what is going on in life, what is going on in the queue. All I know is that we have survived another week, and honestly, because of the fact that like life is so crazy right now, just getting through a week, it's like that's an accomplishment. So everyone give yourself a pat on the back. We have survived another week. It's another day, another zoala, and it makes me holla. So we're doing good. Um, for those of you keeping track, it has now been nine weeks without smell and taste. I really am trying to stay hopeful. I'm like, you know, obviously not thinking I'll never have my smell and taste back. I'm like really trying to stay positive, but it is kind of like, okay, it's been nine weeks. Um, but a bunch of people are like, okay, so what, you know, what can you taste? And honestly, I want to address this because number one, I just like want to be able to say it for the people who are wondering and maybe the listeners who are wondering. Um, and I don't mean to like keep harping on this, but I just need to like have the answer be stated. Cause I felt like I kept just being like, oh, I can't taste anything, but this is going to be me trying to describe what I can taste because the smell is still absolutely no smell. However, the taste, it's like when I put food in my mouth, it's, it's all pretty bland. Like this really should be, you know, my motivation to maybe start maybe eating like vegan brownies or, you know, vegan cookies. Like this could be what turns the page in my life of like, wow, I'm now healthy. However, I still have not really reached that. Like every single night I'm like, okay, yeah, let me go ahead and just like see if this bowl of ice cream will make my taste come back. So far it hasn't. But the way I can describe it is like I I eat this mix of banana and peanut butter and I talked about this on episode one. I think how like your taste buds control your sweetness, your savory, your sour and your spicy. So if I'm eating food, I can taste those main categories. So like When I'm eating a banana, I can taste that it is a food that would be sweet. I can't taste the flavor of the banana, if that makes sense. So, like, if I was to be blindfolded and someone was like, okay, there are two slices of cake in front of you. If I just tasted it with my eyes closed, obviously I would know it's cake. I could, like, taste the texture, know that it's sweet, but I wouldn't know if it's vanilla cake, if it's chocolate cake, if it's strawberry cake. I will say, like, if I have anything that's lemon, we had a lemon cake over um, Easter and Mother's Day, and I could taste, like, the the tartness of the lemon in the cake, but I'm not able to taste, like, the frosting or, like, any of the glaze, like, so it's, it's kind of there, but it's not really there. I don't know if that, like, helps people understand more about what it's like. But I was just like, I need to address this because some people are like, wait, I still don't really get it. So that's what it is. So whatever. I'm hopeful one day it'll return. Like I said, we don't really have much progress, but it's only been nine weeks. So if we're getting to the point where it's like this time next year and I'm like, it's now been a year and nine weeks, like things could be kind of tricky. But for now, it's like whatever. Um, But enough of that. But back onto the fact that it's been nine weeks of quarantine, there are like some things I just kind of want to talk through, maybe get your all's advice. Um, and it's going to be funny because as my roommates are listening to this, they're probably going to be like, uh, this is actually something that we as roommates need to talk through. And I completely agree. 100%. I just like need to also get an opinion. That's not just my roommates and my family. And I just want to see like what other people say. So the issue is I have been in Kentucky for two months and I just am kind of starting to feel like, am I silly for still paying my rent in New York City? Like, I don't want to let my apartment go. We have an amazing apartment close to the river, great neighborhood, no stairs to climb up, washer and dryer in unit, like first people to live in the unit. So there's like so many things going for it. So I'm like, I don't want to lose it. And I feel like to get movers and like to store it all, store all my stuff in New York, like that would also be pricey. But I'm like, am I crazy for still paying this rent? I think that's another thing too. Like once June gets here, maybe that'll be the time to assess. But I saw this report the other day that was like, 
some places in New York City might not be open until October. And when I saw that, I was just like, wow, am I going to be in Kentucky until October? Am I going to be unemployed until October? I am literally on my hands and knees praying I'm not. Um, But anyway, I want to know like what you guys think I should do. Ultimately, obviously, it's going to be whatever the roommates and I decide to do. I'm wanting to stay in the apartment. I need to make that like abundantly clear. I want to stay in the apartment. I'm just like, am I crazy? My parents, they're both like, no, just stay in the apartment. You're doing good. But then I'm like, that is so much money that I am throwing away. But it's also like, I mean, what am I going to do? It's like, I'm not going to go to the heart of Corona just so that I can actually be living in what I'm paying for. Cause then I just be like in a city that's alone and shut down. But it's also like, woo. We're throwing money out the window, but whatever. Honestly, I'm, I want to stay there. I hope that my roommates aren't hearing that. Like, uh, excuse me because like, hello, I love you guys. I love the place. I obviously want to stay there. Of course. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, things are looking up this week. This week was honestly not bad. I had some things that have happened that I can't wait to tell you guys about catch up to speed. Um, and it's funny that I'm saying like, oh my gosh, I actually have things that I get to tell you guys about because like, I think in total I have three exciting things that I could tell you about, which if this was outside quarantine life, you know, it would be like, wow, your week's so boring. But in this life, it's like, you know what? I am so excited of these little things that are happening. So first thing, as you guys might have seen, I got tested for Corona, which I put it on my story. It was like this big thing. And everyone was like, oh my gosh, the antibody test, you got tested. Did you have the antibodies? Oh my gosh. Like what's going on? Did you feel sick? Was this Corona because you were sick? Was this the antibody test? Blah, blah, blah. So here is me saying it was just the test to see if I had Corona. I definitely did not need to get the test done. Um, but my mom, she was getting tested, which honestly she didn't really need to get tested either, but it was kind of just like a peace of mind thing. We were going to my grandmother's house for mother's day. And it was like, we just wanted to make sure, you know, if we were seeing her, that we had absolutely no doubt in our mind that we were negative. Of course, I think I was negative because I have already had it two months prior, but whatever. So she decides she wants to get tested and I'm just like, I guess I will too. Cause she was like, get tested, get tested. Um, I really didn't want to because this is a whole nother thing. It's kind of going against like every fiber of my soul because I just don't need the government to know if I did have it or didn't have it. Um, and I know that that makes me sound like I'm kind of crazy, but the thing is I saw this report the other day that these notifications are going to start popping up on our phone. That's like contact tracing. And it's like, warning, you might have been in contact with someone who had Corona. And for me, I'm just like, that is a step too far. Like, I don't need a notification that says that. That is like too big brother, like scaring me, whatever. So I was like, I really don't want to do that. But somehow in the line, I just was convinced. So we go to this place. It was like a old Walgreens that had been like I guess run down for a little bit not even run down but just like had closed and so they were using this old Walgreens as a testing center so we pull in there's all these cars there blah 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 um and we get into like the middle of the line the lady comes by she's like do you have an appointment she talks to my mom do you have an appointment my mom's like yes can she get tested she's like oh yeah sure she just has to have her license and I was like okay yeah I do so We get up to the front of the line and I don't know if your parents are like my mom, but she documents everything. Like it could be a commercial and my mom's like, oh my gosh, take a picture of this commercial. And I'm like, number one, why? We could just Google this. We could look it up on YouTube. We could like do anything. Number two, what on earth are we ever going to do with this picture? She never puts things on Facebook because she doesn't have one. She doesn't hardly ever put things on Instagram. She, unfortunately, hate to blow your cover, mom. You're amazing. But we're not making photo albums. So it's like, what are we doing with these photos? She has like a camera roll of like 25,000 photos that we will never look at again. But yet we are continuing to take pictures. So anyway. We're at the testing center and she is like taking pictures of the whole setup, which in this scenario, I was like, okay, I get it. Like, this is a historical moment. We're like in this rundown Walgreens getting a test. Like this kind of feels crazy and like an important moment in history. So I get it. But 
we're at the front of the line and the girl is waving us, like waving her fingers, like, okay, pull forward. Like, imagine if you're getting your oil change and the person's like, pull forward, pull forward, stop, pull forward, you know, like that whole deal. So she's like, pull forward, come on, pull forward. And mom's like not moving because she's taking pictures of like the left side of the car, the front of the car, the right side of the car and like the surrounding areas, which like it's whatever. One picture could have sufficed, but it's okay. It's historical. We got it. So she's, she proceeds to yell at the car. Sorry, I'm just taking pictures. And the girl stops dead in her tracks gets the most serious slash kind of concern slash kind of scary look on her face. And she is like, no more pictures. No more of that. You cannot be taking pictures. And so at this point, I'm like kind of laughing and smiling and looking at her, like trying to lighten the mood, like, oh, she's crazy. She takes pictures of everything. And she is like a dead straight face, no budging. Like, I am so serious. You need to stop. Like, I kind of got the vibe like, okay, I, I don't, are you a vampire? Like, did your soul just get captured in the camera? Like, are you an undercover agent? And like, we shouldn't be taking pictures. So then I got even more of a pit in my stomach. Like, okay, this was such a mistake. Like I have made a grave error and the government is coming after me, but whatever, we're already in the steep. So fine. After the whole picture fiasco, it actually was a pleasant experience. Like, and it, I mean, it was pleasant to begin with, but like, she was really nice. She just was like, explaining what all we needed to do thankfully we could swab our own noses because I had heard that they like shove it up your own nose for you and that just was like giving chills down my spine but whatever so she's like telling us we just put the tester up our nose and we had to shove it like so far up our nose until it was literally touching my eye socket and then we have to like swirl it around in there for five seconds Ugh, it was so awful and then you like it done with one nostril, go to the next one, blah, blah, blah. And then we're done. So like it is relatively painless and it's very quick. Um, so then after that, we just like drove away. Five hours later, I got a call, said I was negative. Super exciting. Obviously, I definitely thought I would be negative, as I said, because I think I already had it. Um, so I'm really like, I think I still need to get the antibody test. But I guess that's just kind of like the next thing that I'll do. So I don't know when I get the antibody test and I don't really know where. And I'm also not the best at giving blood and like all that stuff. Like it kind of makes me queasy. So we'll have to just like see how that goes along. Um, But another really exciting thing that I have done in quarantine is I gave myself a tooth gym. And I know I'm sure probably some of you all are like, what the heck is a tooth gym? Like that sounds really weird. A tooth gym is exactly what you think it is. It's like literally a little Swarovski crystal on my tooth. Um, As I've mentioned before, I'm like obsessed with TikTok and I kept seeing this tooth gym and I was like, okay, I actually think I want one of those. So I ordered these Swarovski crystals and then this like LED blue light bonding glue and like number one, I just there's like so many things I need to unpack first even just me ordering that caused such a ruckus with my mom because she was like you are wasting your money and I was like okay number one it was literally $25 so it's not that big of a deal um and also it's cool and it's trendy and I'm obsessed but she's like no it's a waste doesn't matter um she was like saying I'm unemployed blah 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 super for me to waste my money whatever I'm here to report it was truly not a waste I'm obsessed with the way it looks I think it's like really cute I wish I could show you guys through the screen um it's like literally I don't even know how to describe it like imagine the point of a pin or maybe like the point of a thin marker it's like that small and it's on my little right side vampire tooth whatever that like pointy tooth is called anyway I love it I think it's cool Um, I will say the other thing I was going to unpack earlier, the glue. So I didn't want to use super glue, of course, because to me that sounded weird. I have done pretty weird things like that before, but I'm just like trying to be 25 and like a grown up with my tooth gym. So I was like, okay, you know, orthodontists use a blue light when they put your braces in. I'll just use like a blue light bonding glue. So that's what I used I will say, like, I'm feeling fine about it now. 
I will say the first day, the glue just right where the spot was, it made my lip a little numb at first. I think it is fine. I'll I'll definitely be able to like fully report once the gym comes off in a couple weeks. And I'll tell you like, is the glue off my tooth? Did it cause a bump? Blah, blah, blah. But I mean, I love it. I think like for legal reasons, I should say like, I'm not really encouraging you to put this glue in your mouth just in case you have an adverse reaction or if it like ruins your tooth. But for me personally, I love it. But it was funny when I put on the tooth gym because this whole time I've been like, I'm applying to all these jobs, which, oh, that's a whole nother thing that we could talk about is the fact that I've like been applying nonstop to jobs and I'm just like not hearing anything, but like whatever, that's like something we'll talk about later on in life. Um, but I was like, I'm not getting any interviews. So I was like, I'm dying my hair pink and I'm putting a tooth gym on because like I'm doing what I want and I'm like making my days exciting. Literally the day after I put my tooth gym on, I get an email that says I have an interview with this company. So of course I'm like, obviously so excited. I'm like, yes, an interview. Amazing. But then also I'm like, okay, slight panic because from an outsider's perspective if you don't know me and you don't know that my personality is like crazy and that I'll try things and just like do kind of weird stuff I honestly look like quarantine has taken such a toll on me that I am officially losing it considering I have pink hair and a tooth gym like I look like I could be spawn of riffraff or something like I just was like wow, the timing on this is not ideal, but whatever, fine. I'll just like do a sleek low bun. I'll put on some hoops, put on some mascara. I'm looking good. Also in the video, it was a Zoom call. You literally couldn't even see the tooth gym. But I have my interview and it's like sounding amazing. I'm like so pumped. I'm like, okay, like it would be a sales position, blah, blah, blah. But as they're talking, I'm like, this all just kind of sounds a little too good to be true. So I go through the interview, whatever. And then I go into like a little, like a glass store, indeed, like websites like that and look up reviews of this company. Cause I'm like, you know, I kind of have a weird gut feeling. Like it seemed a little fishy. Like I don't want to go into too many details because I, I mean, like I want to be respectful of them, but I just like got a weird vibe. So anyway and like as little details as possible I look up the company on the website or you know like these reviews and legitimately every single review was like this place is a scam you work for no money all day every day and the reason that happens is because it's like a hundred percent commission based so it's like you make as much as you you know like as you bring in, um, but you have to like pay money beforehand to get started and to be licensed and all licensed and all this stuff. And then apparently like you're talking to people in these meetings and you go under the guise that you're selling something that's like totally different than what you're actually selling. And like, once you get the meeting booked with the client, you pivot into what the company is actually selling. I know again, super vague, but it's cause I'm so paranoid and I am thinking that by chance, if this company would ever hear this podcast that they'd be like, seriously, Um, but honestly, I'm just saying the reviews I saw online. So anyway, it's back to the drawing board for me on jobs, but you know, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like super hopeful. I just, you know, something is gonna come around the corner. But again, if you guys hear anything that you think could be something I would be interested in, please let your girl know. Um, and then one final thing before we get into quarantines, I am bringing back by popular demand. Is it news? I'm confused. I had some people that were like, I want that news segment to come back. I liked hearing funny news stories. So I was like, honestly, same because Corona is crazy. So the is it news? I'm confused today is a story that really hits home for me because it was all about this couple in DC that adopted this dog and noticed that their pet looked like this other dog when they were on a walk. And it turned out the dogs were brothers. It was so cute. It was this couple, Ben and Bailey. They adopted a dog named Franklin. But they said when they adopted him from the foster home, they had to leave the brother behind. And then they were like so sad about it, blah, blah, blah. And then one day they were running in their neighborhood and 
they spotted another dog with the same patch of white on its nose. And they said like their little bellies looked the same. They had similar snouts, but they looked a little bit different. But they were just like, oh my gosh, I think that they could be brothers. And so they talked to the the um, like other couple that owned the dog. And sure enough, they were brothers. And I was like, okay, that is so sister sister. I'm obsessed. And also... It struck a chord with me because the same thing happened to my mom one time. She sent me a picture when she was at the dog park and she sent me a picture of this other dog that looked so much like our dog Daisy. And we, backstory, we got Daisy from this amazing shelter in Lawrenceburg. It's this woman who like rescues dogs that have either been dumped off or they have to have a bunch of surgeries or like um whatever shelter thereby like is overrun and so she just like brings all these dogs in and nurses them back to health and the dogs are so inexpensive like for Daisy's shots for her to be spayed and for her to be chipped and adopted it was only 250 dollars and she's like a precious little Australian shepherd mixed with a lab maybe mixed with a catahoula like she's just adorable So anyway, if you need a dog, go to Camp Jean. I can definitely give you more information on that. But so my mom was at the dog park and she said that there was a dog that looked so similar to Daisy. And she was like, wait, that dog looks a lot like Daisy. So she goes over to the people and she's like, this is going to be so random. But where'd you get your dog? And they're like, oh, this place in Lawrenceburg. My mom was like, oh, my gosh, was it Camp Jean? And they were like, yeah. And my mom was like, did you get her in December like of the year that we got her? My mom literally... She texted me after this and she was like, in that moment, I had full body chills. Like, she's so sweet. But they were like, yes. And my mom was like, oh, my gosh, I think that we have a litter mate. And then they, like, compared pictures. And sure enough, it was one of Daisy's siblings. So, like, we're obsessed. I'm obsessed with that story. I think it's so cute. And it's just a little positivity to your day. So that is all for me. Now going in to the third episode of Quarantales, we're going to be interviewing my precious gal pal Tink and we're going to be talking all about what it was like for her. She was a student, quarantine hit, all that. So we will be diving into that right now. Okay everyone, so welcome back to Quarantales episode three. As I said, we will have my exciting, precious, glorious, so smart, fantastic, amazing, best friend Tink on today's episode so hey tank how are you oh my gosh I'm so good how are you I'm so wonderful now that I'm talking to you I was just telling everyone on the podcast about my week I have so much to catch you up on because we've been doing our little walks and I haven't been able to really even tell you about me being tested and me having a tooth jam I have so many exciting new things to say so I was just telling all the viewers about that oh my gosh and I'm just so excited to hear about you oh my gosh it I feel like in quarantine it's Everything is happening, but also nothing is happening. Correct. And it's like the smallest things are the biggest victories. Oh, my gosh. Like me washing my hair. It's like, wow, congratulations, girl. You took a shower. You did it again. I'm just <laughs> – I'm so impressed. But, yeah. Like, I'm blown away. I found um, Honeycrisp apples on sale for Ooh. 99 cents a pound. And – Oh, my gosh. It just really brightened my mood. That is a huge highlight because normally they're like $2 per apple. Yes. Also, I saw that in New York now an avocado is like $6. So. No. New York is out of control. They need to bring it down with the prices seriously. It's really rude. Hopefully Corona will like take take it down a notch. Like they'll take the prices. They'll slash them. What about DC? Is it. Our price is astronomical there. Yeah, it's just because nobody can find anything. So yeah. it's everything is so expensive. I feel like I'm in the handmaid's tale. Like we've been sent good weather and I can find apples at the <laughs> store. I need to watch Handmaid's Tale. I keep saying how people they said something that there's like a what is it? It's like some strand or some vaccine and it's like the name of someone from Handmaid's Tale or something. I don't know. I just kept seeing some like meme go around where it's like literally the name of something that the government's doing is like the name of a Handmaid's Tale character or something oh and there's like too many parallels. Parallels? I know. It's like scary. Well, it's sort of, extremely scary. I mean, the premise of the show is that there's an environmental disaster and women's fertility is at issue and that's why the super alt-right um crazy government takes over but they're starting to write articles about does COVID-19 affect fertility I'm like okay oh my god everybody get in the car we're going to Canada 
<laughs> Everyone pile in. We must we gotta go. go. Maybe I should watch the show. It could be like the blueprint for how to survive. Oh, I don't know. In quarantine, I haven't been able to watch really serious shows because I need the escapism that yes. TV has to offer me. And I can't yes. escape to a world that's worse than this. It needs. That is so true. It's got to be better. That's like. It's like when people are watching like the end of the world movies. I had a girl I used to work with and she was like loving watching those. And I was like, okay, how could you seriously watch something in a time like this? Because that would make me feel like total despair. Like it, everything is really happening and it's like scary. We've time. had enough despair. So that's so true. Too much despair. Yeah. We need to be watching light things like Parks and Rec. Yes. And Schitt's Creek. Oh my gosh. The Yes. Uh, if you guys are not watching that, you have to watch. We just have you finished episode six or season six? No, I haven't because it's still not on Netflix. And I, right. I'm actually at the point where I'm going to download a VPN or something so I can watch pop TV. Yeah, it's so easy. There's like if you have a smart TV or maybe even on Roku, I don't know. It might have actually only been on my Roku. I think it was. You can download the Pop TV app, and I just use our cable login, and it worked. I think it's, like, the Canadian version of CBS or something. I really don't know, but I was able to watch all of season six. Oh, my gosh. That's – I mean, you've just given me what I'm going to do the rest of the day. It is so good. It's kind of different. Like, I feel like the storyline is a little bit different. I'm obviously not going to ruin it, but it's really sweet. And I was crying, oh, my gosh, at one point. where You're going to have to watch it so we can talk about mm-hmm. it because at one point I was – seriously crying because it was making me think like I just don't want to ruin it but it was just good I'm not gonna ruin it but um so for the viewers who might not know you which I'm sure a lot of them obviously do but tell them who you are what do you do like where do you live and how do we know each other okay so my name is Victoria Tinker but everyone calls me Tink there's only a handful of people who don't call me Tink. Um, I mean, including my own parents. They call me Victoria. Right. But, um, I am now, I guess, a third-year law school student. I finished my second year of law school this week. Woohoo! Uh, yes, Kobe. But you saw me afterwards. It was just so anticlimactic. There wasn't anything right. special <laughs> about it. I just I turned in my last final and I was in my childhood bedroom and I thought, wow, that I guess that's <laughs> this it. is law school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually I can't believe I'm just not remembering this. I had a dream last night. I went to law school. We have to we're gonna have to talk about it on the walk because it was so interesting. You, I was like, what? you got it. Is this a yes, sign? Take the LSAT, come to law school. It'll be so much fun. Could you imagine? What would I even be doing? No. But anyway, back to you. Well, yeah, I've just been a student my entire life. Literally, I've done nothing else except for be a student and intern. Um, I'm actually taking a class this summer, and then um, I'm going to be an intern for my parents, who are both lawyers. Obsessed. So, yeah. Also, side note for the people that don't know you, you are, like, the smartest person no. I know, and you say such amazing, glorious, eloquent words. So if at any point in the podcast, you all are like, wait, what's she saying? Just know I'm thinking the same thing. She's, like, extremely You're smart. killing me. I'm going to have to go get my thesaurus out so I can use some fancier <laughs> words. Some massive words. Um, quarantine sort of made what- me dumb because I... I'm just not in the academic mood. I'm not in my normal space. And I feel like I've, I've got to start reading books. I've got to stop watching so much TV. I totally feel that. And like for the books I'm reading, it needs to actually be like books that are challenging me and not just young adult easy books. I mean, because I am like regressing major. <laughs> like seriously, I, the sentence structures are just I gone. I have all the AP English books that I was supposed to read my junior year of high school, but I didn't read. So maybe I'll actually get around to that now. You really should. I called my grandma the other day and she was reading Weathering Heights. And I was like, I think I was supposed to read that in high school. But then when we went to her house, I got on her iPad because she was having issues with her iPad. And the first thing when I opened up her Internet Explorer, it was Weathering Heights Spark Notes. And I was like, number one, how did you even know about this website? And number two, why are you on Spark Notes? sweet grandma. She's crazy. I I know. She's such a cutie. Um, Also, so for the reader or for the The readers, for the listeners, 
um, I kind of alluded to this when I said our things expensive in DC, but you currently are in Kentucky, but on any time that's not Corona, you are living in DC. Yes. How's that like? Because so, you're going to school. I guess tell everyone you go to law school at. I go to law school at American University Washington College of Law. Um, yes, but queen. I've been attending Zoom University for half of the semester. <laughs> but yes, if it's not quarantine, you'll find me um, in DC. I moved there right after high school. I went to college at American University and then got my master's at Columbia. So I moved to New York for a year, absolutely loved it. And then I went to law school. I mean, you know me, I've always wanted to be a lawyer. So um, right. Our own L Woods truly in the flesh. I mean, I wish. Um, No, there's no wishing. That's literally who you are. You are like, fashionable blonde and a lawyer. It's Rachel, amazing. you have got to stop hyping me up. I'm a Leo, and my <laughs> ego will seriously get too big. The ego is growing. But, no, but truly, you're, like, the smartest person. As you guys can hear from her rap sheet, she is, like, <laughs> so smart, straight from D.C. to New York, back to D.C., and I'm just praying that she comes back up to New York in a couple of years so we can be living in the same state again. I know. I miss that. I would be obsessed. Well, I really miss that. You're actually killing it in New York. I came to see you or I came to New York in January and we went out to dinner and you just came like shredding down the street you looked such you were such a New Yorker and you look so stylish and you're like yeah I took the Q to the R to the W and now I'm here yes queen it's like I need to I need that energy I need I need that New York energy. We need to get ourselves back to the Northeast and just. Yes. And just like shred it down. I'm obsessed. So when talking about quarantine and you living in DC and going to school at American, um, I really wanted to talk about for this episode of Quarantales, I wanted to talk about what quarantine was like when you found out that school was going to be virtual and even just kind of talking through like what that's been how it's been to be in law school and have it be on zoom but first take me through like hearing the announcement like omg things are really about to change so i remember hearing something about coronavirus back in december and i thought okay that sounds a little scary um maybe i shouldn't i don't know maybe i'll keep that on my radar and then life was just normal. I was at my internship in DC and I was at school and loving my classes. I'm finally, I was more than halfway done with law school. So it's not, I wasn't going to school scared every day. I was getting really into the swing of things. And then I think exactly. It was like that sound played over the entire world. Literally like breaking news, coronavirus hits the United States. And I thought, oh God, what are we doing? And <laughs> I was really surprised that the university handled it so quickly because I think um, we got our first case of coronavirus in DC in the beginning of March, maybe into February. And the university immediately was like, you guys are not coming back after spring break, go home and stay home. And I thought, Oh my god. I mean the transition was actually pretty smooth because I was planning on coming home to Kentucky for spring break. So I just I drove instead of, you know, getting on a plane and I thought, you know, I'll be here for 2 weeks, 3 max. So I brought home, I don't know, 3 pairs of leggings, 2 pairs of jeans, and I don't know, um yes. 6 blouses. Right. So <laughs> Then my internship kept getting pushed back. Like, we're not going back into the office until April, May, and now June. So I just sort of had to accept that this was our life now. Um, We didn't even miss any class, though. We had spring break, and then the next Monday, we were just on Zoom University. And our professors (laughs) had apparently been trained on online classes back in February so that they knew that this was a possibility. So I thought, yeah, nobody, 
don't know, tell us about this. Right. I guess if, I don't know, if they knew that it was going to happen, but it was okay. I mean, I'm taking law school classes in my childhood bedroom, um, which is, that is so crazy. I know. I mean, people like think about the bedroom that we used to play in as like five-year-olds and now you're like becoming a lawyer. I know. I mean, I, I like to think that 13 year old me is really proud of me for doing this, but also it's just, I mean, I'm trying to take class. My parents are trying to run a law firm out of our kitchen my sister yeah. just got a new piano and she actually oh my plays the piano <laughs> like she is Beethoven. It is so loud. Um, of course. We got a new puppy. Yes, Queen Sophia. Yes, Sophia. And she's been such, a, she's just been such a joy and a bright light during these dark times. But whenever I was in class, she just wanted to walk over my laptop and I'm like, oh my gosh, we can't, we can't have that right now. <laughs> Yeah, we cannot be doing that, girl. Yeah. It's so funny how animals do that. Why do they always walk across the keyboard? It's like they're like slamming on the keys. Yeah, she acts like a cat. She just wants to. Yeah, I don't know, she wants to be up in my business at all times. She is so cute. I wish they could see a picture of her. Mm-hmm. Send me a picture of her so I can put it on the little like when I do the collage of like what all we're talking about. I'll have Sophia have her oh own my little. Gosh. Okay. Shout out. Oh, she she's so cute. cute. A, a dog is like what every single person needs. Number one, to just brighten up their life in general. But number two, to brighten up their life in quarantine. Yeah. Like that would be amazing. I know we got her sort of at the perfect time because it was right before everything closed in Kentucky. So we were able to get all of her. We got all of our pet stuff and we were able to start training her. I mean, thank God that this puppy school was still open because um, if not, she would actually be a Tasmanian devil, but um, (laughs) she's pretty well trained, which I'm impressed. She is so cute. Oh, she's Mm -hmm. amazing. Dang. That's so crazy. So you had all of your law school things that you were finishing up in the quarantine so looking ahead for the future like what are you thinking for next semester do you think it's all going to be online again do you feel like it's too soon I also want to know like when are you going back I was kind of we talk about this on our walks which we'll talk about in a second but I was talking to the listeners earlier in this episode and I was like okay I need advice like what should I be doing with my apartment like what's going on is it crazy to still be paying rent? When should I be going back? Blah, blah, blah. So, like, how are you feeling for all of that? When will you be going back to D.C.? What do you think next semester will look like? Well, it's funny that you should ask this because yesterday my friend Kirsten, who's also in law school with me, sent me an article about how a lot of California universities are not going back in the fall. And my heart just dropped. I mean... I think we've all been saying when this is all over or when we get back to normal and I just, I feel like normal is so far away. Um, I mean, DC hasn't made any uh, definitive plans about not going back. So I'm thinking, okay, it's still possible, but I've also had to start preparing myself for doing law school online for another semester and I'm a little concerned because I I love the classroom environment and we have right our campus is beautiful and we have an amazing library and I was really in my routine and now I have to I mean there's a reason why there are no completely online accredited law schools because it's just it's hard to learn when a professor is just talking at you through a computer screen and right. Then, oh and being gosh. a lawyer, I mean, we don't we don't argue all the time, but for my trial advocacy classes where everything is an oral argument and you're trying to object to people via Zoom and Zoom has a lag and Oh my gosh. And I I didn't even think about that. Just really messy and some people in class just don't turn off their microphones and so I can hear somebody shuffling in the background or some guy on in one of my classes just burped 
Oh gosh. <laughs> I I mean, I I just don't know what I'm gonna do, but it's yeah. I think there are some plans for staggering classes with um giving us a little bit more time in between classes where people can come in and clean and sanitize and then making classes smaller so we're not sitting on top of each other. Yes, be good. I'm already for sure. registered for my classes and I actually got all the classes that I want. So I'm just looking around thinking, um, so who's going to get kicked out because it's not going to be me. Yeah. <laughs> it better not be me. I am not changing. Yeah. This. So, Oh my gosh. That's so it stressful. Is, um, also taking a final while you're in your childhood bedroom. It just, I, I don't know. I luckily this semester is pass fail because I would be, I, I mean, I'm really not sure what I would have gotten on some of these tests. I'm just really hoping for straight peas. <laughs> you absolutely will. I'm telling you, you are the smartest well, person I know, as I've said a hundred well, times. Um, another thing I just thought of, shoot, it was in my head and then I just, it just flew out of my head because Daisy jumped up and I'm afraid oh, she's no. about to bark. So if she does, like oh, just fine. saying it preemptively. Um, shoot, what was I going to say? Going back. Okay, maybe it'll come back to me. Or it was about. It was gonna be something about the room, or about. uh, I don't know. Maybe it'll come back to me. But um, okay. I'm also needing to know. Tell the people what have your quarantine staples been? Obviously, I've said this before in previous episodes. A staple besides the fact of like TV and food and blah, blah, blah has been our Mm -hmm. walks and the fact that like they actually are keeping me sane. Um, But what have your staples been? What's been getting you through this quarantine? Going on walks. I mean, I remember the first time we saw each other, I felt like I was in a romantic comedy and everything (laughs) just became the birds were singing, the sun was shining and colors came back into my world and it's just been really good to see a friend in person because I mean I can get on zoom with a lot of my other friends but it's been really nice to just go on walks around the neighborhood and you know like talk shit about the neighbors and (laughs) (laughs) right like really get to the bottom of everything um I actually also just remember the other thing I was gonna say was what like you might not experience this with your mom but like with being home and trying to also balance school have you been like has your mom been wanting to hang out or is it because she's been busy like you haven't really experienced that because I feel like my mom and I have been like suction cupped at well, the hip. so because my parents have both my parents have not stopped working since this started so they've been really right. busy but the problem is my class schedule was a little weird um I had to stack my classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays because I was interning and I would have class one of my classes doesn't get done until 9 30 so my parents would always ask so are you coming are you coming to dinner are you sure you can't are you sure you can't make it to dinner and I'm like I I will be in class and they're like until right. 9 30 I'm like yep that's when my class gets done that so is my I schedule. Would have a 10 minute break in that class and I would run downstairs to get a snack and a drink. And one night I came down and my dad just handed me a plate of spaghetti. <laughs> I was like that. I can't. <laughs> I have to go back to class right now. And he said, oh, you have 10 minutes. You yeah. can sit down and eat this plate of spaghetti. I'm like, okay. So <laughs> you're like eating it like a competitive exactly. food eater, like shoveling exactly, the spaghetti but in. I think my thing has been my parents are busier than I am so on the days that I didn't have class I was making dinner cleaning the house baking things waiting for them to be done with work and my parents are like oh well we can't be home until late and I'm like but dinner is hot and ready on the table where are you guys (laughs) I need need you you. but yeah my mom and I have been bonding over Shits Creek um And I had a final on Tuesday, but on Monday night, we just got sucked into a Schitt's Creek binge almost. And it was four four episodes. I'm like, mom, I got to go study. This is a little reckless of me to be watching all of this TV right now. (laughs) Uh, But it's just so good. 
It's so, so good. Um, but so back to the staples. So we've had the walks. And then have you had any, like, good food recipes? Or, like, I know we're, like, obsessed with our little Kentucky blended drinks. But, like, have you had any other fun, delicious quarantine okay, so my staple? quarantine snack has been the sour cream and spinach dip from Trader Joe's with everything bagel seasoning on top of pretzel chips oh my gosh that sounds unbelievable it's making my mouth water right this second I because I've been trying not to go to the grocery store every day which apparently is something that right I just can't do but I've been going to Trader Joe's and getting six of those sour cream um avocado or sour cream avocado and spinach dips and just hoarding it in my fridge and that has really just been the best it's the best quarantine snack but I think food wise my mom and I have been making so much spaghetti squash like spaghetti squash carbonara spaghetti squash pizza spaghetti squash with meatballs I mean we've for some reason, that has just been our go-to meal. Oh, my gosh. That sounds absolutely oh, also, delicious. Um, and the, like, delicious dip. I my know. mouth is I'll, watering. We'll have, to, we'll have to have, like, a social distance picnic or something. But I yes. have been um, so influenced by Heather McMahon. And I have been drinking nothing but Whispering Angel Rosé. I don't know what it is. I'm... I'm not a huge wine drinker, but this Whispering Angel Rosé literally tastes like summer in a bottle. Uh, Oh, I love it. And Sophie, we had it last summer when we went to Miami, and it just reminds me of happier times. I just take a sip and transport it back to a time where I could, you know, (laughs) sit outside on a rooftop with some rosé. I mean, oh, that's all I want. Not That's a care in the want. world. I want a rosé alfresco on someone's rooftop. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Same. That sounds amazing. Do you think the pool's going to be open this summer? We need to be, like, oh, Rachel, you know this breaks my heart because I we love the Heartland Pool. That was our childhood. Right. <clears throat> that is where we really cemented the friendship. I'm pretty sure. I and know. It is. Um, it absolutely is. I don't know. I mean, I've seen a few plans where you can be at the pool and have your own lane. Um, and then okay. you just have to schedule a time for when you can go to the pool, which sounds sort of lame. But no, if I can well, be there, I'll I've, schedule. I've been really into what's happening in the club swimming world because that's what I did for um, I don't know, my Your whole like, life. 15 years of my <laughs> life. And I'm just right. thinking, you know how crazy I was in high school with swimming? Would I be at swim practice right now? Yeah. Absolutely. I, you absolutely would. The coach would have literally been like, buying infinity buy Sorry. Oh, I wish. I mean, I remember having this conversation with my parents, I think summer 2008. And we were going to put in a pool in our backyard. And then it just... It just didn't materialize. The insurance rates would have shot up, and then it's a whole liability issue. And my parents and I just decided it was not wise to put in a pool. But right now, I would just kill for just a nice poolside day. Just one. That would be amazing. We have got to find someone with a pool. You found that random pool. If you can find a random pool on the Upper East Side of New York City that apparently (laughs) nobody knows about... I think we could probably find that we can I mean, find maybe one here. someone's out of town <laughs> and we could just, I don't know, social. Distance. Yes. We need a house sitting gig. Oh my gig. gosh. Yeah. I'll ask around. House sitting gig yeah. with a pool. Yeah. That's our next thing. Um, well, the final question of this is if you could be quarantined with any celebrity, who would it be? I love asking people this question and seeing who okay. they choose. So I've actually been thinking about this a lot because I think. There are certain celebrities that I absolutely love, but then I've seen some of their quarantine content and I just, I would be so annoyed by them, but I think I would have to go for Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas. 
Wow. Yes, because they have a humongous house. I'm pretty sure that they have a pool. But number totally. one, I want to know if Sophie Turner is actually pregnant with Joe Jonas's baby. So I could, you know, right. figure that out. And then I think I saw a picture of them walking and she is. Yeah, I like seen it was a, a picture. So I, I, I think it's confirmed. Yeah. But if I had been quarantined with them starting back in March, I would have been the first to know, sort of. Yes, you would have been breaking yeah. the story. And then I love Game of Thrones. I think Sophie Turner is really cool. But I think she's very personable. So we could be friends. Yes. She seems like and then so chill. Her and Joe have been doing uh, Instagram lives, and I some of these Instagram lives are so sad. It makes me feel so sad for people that they think that we're interested in what they're doing. But <laughs> I was like, "Where's this going? Why so sad?" Some I of them are really sad. Them. I mean, I guess I'm not gonna. I, I just I don't feel like disparaging anyone's name, but. Joe right. Jonas and Sophie Turner have been doing lives on Instagram and they're just baking cookies and taking BuzzFeed quizzes. And that's what I want. I'm obsessed. And that is literally where exactly. you're Exactly. And I mean, I'm sure that Joe hops on Zoom with Nick and Kevin. Totally. You would create such a life-changing friendship with the exactly. whole trio. That then I, of course, would be able to jump in on once quarantine's done. So it works out and really if well I was for the both of us. with them, I could be like, hey, my friend Rachel has a podcast and you all should yes. go on. And this would have been a really mutually beneficial um, quarantine situation for the both of us. I absolutely love that. You're the first person to answer with also mm-hmm. thinking of me. And for that, I am forever I'm grateful. I'm happy for you. Know that I am. know that I am oh my gosh well Ting thank you so much for coming on to the third episode of Quarantales you are just absolutely the best I cannot wait for you to just rule the world one day thank you for having me Um, I can't wait for you to also be ruling the world that this is why we need to be in the same state for you know longer than a month or two we we've really got to get it together yeah right we really like need to coordinate our schedules for world domination I'm obsessed. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Stay six feet apart. Be nice to everyone you see. And until next time, you will like just the best. Stay safe and healthy.